habits work in a loop. So there is a cue, which is the trigger, which triggers a routine or a behavior, which then leads to a reward. The reward helps your brain remember that pattern for the future. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today we are going to talk about habits. Specifically, what habits are, the science behind habits, how to establish effective habits, how to eliminate ineffective habits and why our habits are so important. So I just actually did a training in the private club, big queen energy membership group, all about habits. We dug into all of this and then we, you know, opened it up for Q and a and worked through several, several people's habits, you know, bad habits. They have habits they want to adopt and, and workshopped how to do just that. And so I wanted to share a bit of that a taste of that training with you. And as you know, you can join club big queen energy at any time. It is my monthly mentorship group for women. So like I said, you can join at any time and you have access to all past calls, Q and a calls, trainings, all past resources, everything like that. So feel free to join club big queen energy. If this is speaking to you more, or you want more like this, it is, let me see if you follow me on Instagram, you can find it that way, but it's laurensalon.com slash club B Q E laurensalon.com slash C L U B B Q E to join club big queen energy. And you can get the full, full juicy version of this training. So what are habits? Habits are the small decisions that you make and the actions you perform every day. 40 to 45% of the decisions that we make on a daily basis are not actually decisions, they're habits. And when we are going through the motions of a mindless activity or a habit, your brain is essentially asleep. So they've studied brainwaves and everything like that, whether it's in animals, humans, all that kind of stuff. And when we are going through the motions of an automatic mindless habit, our brainwaves are very, very similar to the brainwaves that we have when we are asleep. 
So, you know, ever think about like you driving to go somewhere and you get there and you have no idea like how you even got there. Like you don't even recall the entire drive there. You're like, did I run stop signs? Did I like, what did I, what happened? Was I like obeying traffic laws? And you have no idea because that is such driving is such an automatic habit, right? And so when it comes to habits, um, I'm going to now break down the, the, how habits work. And something I want to say too, with this is that habits aren't necessarily good or bad. The fact that they're mindless, that's not necessarily good or bad, right? It's our brain's way of optimizing. So a habit loop habits work in a loop. So there is a cue, which is the trigger, which triggers a routine or a behavior which then leads to a reward. The reward helps your brain remember that pattern for the future. So that is what a habit loop is, right? The cue triggers the routine, which is the behavior, which then gives us a certain reward. And when we get to the reward piece, dopamine is released. So dopamine is one of our feel good chemicals in the brain. And so when that habit loop is completed, good habits, bad habits, whatever kind of habit, dopamine is released. So the more we repeat a habit loop, the more our brain releases feel-good chemicals. So the more we want to do that habit. And the more we do a habit, the more we repeat a habit loop, the more we build neural connections in our brain. So when we go through habit loops, we're actually programming our brain. We're, We're wiring our brain to operate a certain way. And our brain likes habits because it conserves energy. So if your brain can automate things, then it has to use less energy to do them, right? And it can focus energy elsewhere. So our brain thinks that repetition is automatically good or at least important, right? So if we're doing something repeatedly, right? That habit loop, our brain thinks that, oh, so-and-so Lauren's doing this over and over again, this must be important. So again, those neural pathways are strengthened in the brain. The more you do something, the more that gets locked in. And the same is true with bad habits. So with a bad habit, dopamine is still released. So your brain wants you to do it more because it releases some of that feel good chemical. And if it's a bad habit, it still means it's getting repeated over and over again. And your brain sees that as important. Okay. And so part of, and now I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, gosh, I'm like deciding how much I want to go into this because it's fascinating to me. So our brain likes habits, like I said, because it conserves energy. And for many, many years, people focused on the behavior, right? So if you think about smoking cigarettes, for example, if you feel anxious, that's the cue, the trigger, right? Grab a cigarette to that's the behavior. And the reward is the feelings you get from smoking that cigarette, right? The, the calm, the eased anxiety, the, you know, getting more of a hit off of an addiction, right? So for many years, people focused on the behavior, right? So that action of smoking the cigarette, that's the bad thing, you know, but the more we, we, you know, (laughs) experts study habits, And this has really come to light in the last like 20 or 25 years, 
we've realized that the cue, so the trigger, and the reward are way more important and influence how habits function way more than the behavior itself. So they, you know, there, there was a study where they gave people who, who, people who wanted to establish a new exercise habit, they gave them a piece of chocolate, a small piece of chocolate after they completed their exercise. Now you would think that, oh, well, if you have an exercise or health goal, eating chocolate, that's kind of like gets in the way of that, right? But over time, they found that people were 50% more likely to continue that exercise habit six months later. And even beyond that, if they were rewarded with a piece of chocolate after. So if they gave themselves a piece of chocolate after they completed their exercise, they were more likely to stick with that new exercise habit. And many of the people in this study you know, they no longer ate the chocolate, right? They didn't need it anymore. That habit got ingrained and the reward became the feelings from the workout, the results from the workout, right? So the thing with the reward, when we look at the habit loop is you must genuinely enjoy it. So whatever that reward is, it has to be genuinely, authentically enjoyable to you, something that you want. And this is part of why celebrating and acknowledging our wins is so important because it anchors in that reward, right? And it anchors in the feelings and behaviors that made whatever the result is possible. And when it comes to success, the more willpower you have, and obviously habits are tied to willpower, the more willpower you have, the more successful you become. They did a study on um, called the marshmallow test, which is, you can look it up on YouTube or something and watch it. It's, it's kind of adorable where they studied four-year-olds and it was about willpower and they sat them down at a table and put one marshmallow in front of them and said, if you wait here, so I'm going to leave the room. And if you wait here and you don't eat it, when I come back, I will give you another one. And then you can eat two marshmallows. But if you eat it while you're here, you don't get another marshmallow. So I'm going to leave. Don't you eat it. And when I get back, if it's still there, I'll give you another one. So the, you know, the people doing the study, they left for 10 minutes and Pretty much every single person, I think in the first version of the study, every single kid, except for one, ate the marshmallow. Every single one in the, the preliminary version of the study, I believe. And over time, they continued to study these kids and they did more experiments with this too. And they found that the kids who resisted eating the marshmallow were significantly more successful years later and, and continuing like not, you know, these are kids in elementary school, like four-year-olds and stuff, they were more successful in high school, in college. They were more successful in sports, academics, the schools they got into for college and university, that kind of stuff. So more willpower leads to more success. But the thing is, willpower is fickle. Okay. So how do you develop more willpower? You develop more willpower through habits. And in this study, the kid who didn't, or the first version of this study, the kid who completed it, right. Who waited, they asked him like, you know, why did you, why didn't you eat the marshmallow? 
And he said that about halfway through, he made the decision that he wasn't going to eat it. And every time he looked at the marshmallow, he would imagine a, or actually first, let me say, he made the decision that he wasn't going to eat it. And he also made the decision that when he, you know, successfully achieved that, didn't eat it. And whoever, you know, came back in after the 10 minutes, when he got that second marshmallow, he was going to eat both of them at the exact same time. And he decided that every time he looked at that marshmallow, he was going to imagine it as having like a box around it, basically, you know, as if it was uh, untouchable in some way. So the key here is making a decision ahead of time that you then apply when you see whatever the cue or trigger is. And then also deciding on the reward ahead of time. So how do you change a bad habit? How do you add a new habit into your life? You think about the cue in advance. So premeditate on the cue and the reward. And you have to be specific with it, right? So saying something like, I'm going to make more money or I'm not going to, or I'm going to lose weight or I'm not going to eat X, Y, Z today, or I, whatever it is, I'm not going to, uh, text so-and-so, right. Or I'm not going to scroll on Instagram first thing when I wake up, those are super general. Okay. I mean, I guess the Instagram one and the texting one are pretty specific, but I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to make more money. Those are really general. So what works for habits is specificity. So if you say, okay, when my alarm goes off, so one of, one of my habits, and I shared this with the gals on the club, big queen energy call, one of my habits is that I want to shift and I will be shifting is my wake up situation. I snooze my alarm. I grab my phone first thing. And I look at Instagram and stuff like that. I want to get out of that habit. I don't want to snooze my alarm anymore. I want to get up and out of bed promptly or at least at the time I designate, right? Like maybe give myself a little buffer of cozy time. And I don't want to pull up social media first thing. So my specificity with this and with my cue and everything like that might be, okay, when my alarm goes off, I'm going to you know, set it to a different kind of song or sound or something. And then I'm going to, when that cue happens, I'm going to do some breath work and then I'm going to get up, right? Like, so one of the things that I do every morning is I, every morning when I get up, I have a piece of chocolate. I have a piece of dark chocolate. The first thing, one of the first things I do when I get up. And so I can adjust my habit loop when I wake up to give that piece of chocolate more meaning, right? So I will likely be plugging in my phone and charging it across the room. So that it's not, so that number one, I have to physically get up and go turn my alarm off. Cause once you're out of bed, right. It's a lot easier to stay out of bed. <laughs> and then the two-parter behavior here is turning off the alarm, putting the phone back down and getting into my morning practice, not picking up my phone off the bedside table, turning off the alarm, scrolling on Instagram. And then once I complete that behavior successfully, then I get to have my dark chocolate. So that's the new loop that I'm committing to, right? So what's the trigger? What different activity, what different action are you going to take? And then what's the reward?
So if we know that habits flourish based on cues and rewards, and we also know that our habits are operating largely subconsciously, like our brain basically turns off, you need to get yourself to pay attention to the cues, right? And if you pay attention to the cues, right, the triggers, you can change any habit. So in the Club Big Queen Energy Training, I go into a little bit more how to change any habit, right? What some of our most common habits are, um, what some effective and ineffective habits might be. Um, and, and then we opened it up for a Q&A and explored a variety of different habits and how to adjust them or make them even more effective. But what I want you to take away from this and what I want you to do from this episode is to look at your life, right? Look at what you do in a given day. What are some effective habits in your life? What are some ineffective habits? What habits do you want to eliminate? What habits do you want to add? And then pick one, choose one to focus on. Don't pile them all on there like us overachievers like to do, right? Like <laughs> choose one. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, please take a screenshot, post it in your stories, tag me, and yeah, slide into the DMs. Let me know what you're working on. Let me know what habit you are committed to adding into your life, what habit you're committed to eliminating from your life, and excited to see you step into even more of, of you and an even more powerful, bold, abundant, an amplified version of yourself. See you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.